keys to victorious living. All right, here we go. It says, Peter, a bond servant, and a copy of Jesus Christ to those who have received a faith of the same kind as us. By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and essence. Now, let me just stop for a moment because right off the bat, we see that a Peter's exhortation here uh, in Second Peter uh, chapter one, he first starts talking about the fact that you have faith. That you have faith. Those who have the same kind of faith that we have. And what's interesting about the first part of this passage is what Peter says about how we get that through the true knowledge of Him. So in other words, to get this kind of faith that we're talking about, you have to know it doesn't work. And I just want to establish that as we get into our last couple weeks here of these 18 to the tallest living. I just wanted to say that so that it goes back to remind us that if you don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, all that I'm talking about really will not work for you. Because it's all about relationships. God wanted us for a relationship. He wanted to know us, and He wants us to know Him. And that's the foundation. As right? He told Peter, Who do you say I am? He asked his disciples. Peter said, You are the Messiah. He said, On this rock, he told Peter, I'll build my church. Revelation of Jesus Christ, knowledge of Him, who called us by His own glory and excellence, that knowledge is the foundation of everything. You've got to know it. You've got to know it. For by these he has granted to us precious and magnificent things, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now, for this very reason, also applying all diligence, come on, going to take some work, going to take some time, going to take some effort. All diligence in your faith, your faith, which you already have, you're not adding faith to your life. Your faith, come on, supply. In other words, add, bring along some moral excellence. That's the virtue that we talked about. And now that you have moral excellence, he says, in your moral excellence, add knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, Brotherly kindness, which is where we're going to talk a little bit today. And in your brotherly kindness, love. But if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless, come on, you have value, nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind, short sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. In other words, you forgot that Jesus Christ died on the cross, shed his blood for you, and he gave you, reconciled you back unto him. He says for us that we should add, we should add to our value, brother, 
Now, as you go into brotherly kindness, it is also interesting to me that this word brotherly kindness comes after godliness. So we have this add to the faith that you already have virtue for more effort. You have faith now, you have healthy standards. Healthy standards in your life. Don't just settle for anything. Don't just live life any kind of way. Let's, let's have some standards. And to that, we want you to add knowledge, know some things. Not only spiritual knowledge, but also worldly knowledge as well. We want you to be in the know, but mostly to know this. And then when you add knowledge, now that you know some things, add self-control. Come on. The hardest thing in the world to control sometimes is that self. Have some self-control. You can't control everybody else does, but you can have some self-control. Now that you're able to control yourself, come on, you have, you have some standards, you have moral excellence, you have, uh, you know, some knowledge, you have some self-control. Let's learn how to push your roots. Let's make it true. You have self-control now. So now, it doesn't matter. Good day, bad day, someone talks about you, someone doesn't, whatever happens, you're able to persevere and make it true. Now that you're able to do all those things, now you're able to add the godly nature. So this is how God is. See, God loves us unconditionally. He has set His love upon us. Deuteronomy tells us that. Uh, he has set His love upon us. And there's nowhere you can run from the love of God. Not from the punishment of God, of course, but I'm talking about from the love of God. You can't run from the love of God. And so that, that's how you are. You want that same nature to be in you. You want you to live that way. Now that you have the God-like nature, let's add to that brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. It seems like such a simple phrase. But it is interesting that it takes this phrase, these two words, for us to be victorious in life. We're talking about victorious living, after all. We're talking about 18 to never stumbling, never falling, never failing in life. And brotherly kindness is part of it. Faith being the foundation. Because you can't even please God without faith. And we walk by faith. And not by faith. You're justified by your faith. So that's the foundation. But as you add these bricks and these stones to the house called life that you are building, it enables you to be victorious. It's going to take brotherly kindness. You can't be a mean person and be victorious. Not the God kind of way. You can't have God kind of success in life without brotherly kindness. So what are we talking about when we talk about brotherly kindness? Well, the phrase brotherly kindness also comes from this word that means Philadelphia or the Phileo love. It's that brotherly kind of love. It's, it's the affection naturally befitting the relationship between siblings, especially the affection of those who are now siblings in God's family. That's what Brotherly kindness is. You can put that up there, Jesus. It's, it's the affection that's natural. It's a, it's a natural affection between siblings, especially as the affection of those who are siblings in God's family. And see, I want to say something about this that I've said before, but just to reiterate, blood is said that blood is thicker than water. We know that. You have someone in your family, you go 
through different things, but you know what? Uh, that's my brother. That's my sister. That's my cousin. That's my mother. And so, you know, no matter what, how many know that a mother's love for a child cannot be rivaled only by God's love for people? I mean, that child can do all kinds of things. Come on now. You know some stories. And, uh, but that mother will sit by that child uh, no matter what. No matter what. And, uh, but, but so blood is thicker than water. But Christ's blood is thicker than natural blood. And I don't know that we get that. I mean, we say it, but I don't know that we get it. Because what I want to tell you this morning, whether you like it or not, if you have professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have given your life to the Lord, and you believe in your heart, that God, the Spirit, Holy Spirit of God, raised him on the third day. If you are saved, come on, if you, if, you, if you are a new creature, then guess what? If you have someone in your family that's not saved, I'm more your brother than that person is. You might not believe it, you might not like it. But it's the truth, according to the Word of God. And so, when we understand that now, especially as the affection of those who are now siblings, we're siblings in God's family. And this blood, the blood of Christ, the DNA that we share is stronger than any human DNA. And I just don't know that all of us, as part of the body of Christ, really get that. We don't. Uh, because if we did, I don't know if we would offend each other as much. I don't know if we would focus on as much. I don't know if we would be as mean and backbiting to each other. I'm not talking about people here. I just mean it's part of the body. Those who proclaim to be Christian. Come on. But we would show brotherly kindness. It means affectionate, loving, gentle, helpful, sympathetic, sensitive. I mean, the dictionary, Webster's dictionary defines brotherly kindness as arising from a character. Characteristic or characterized by sympathy or forbearance. In other words, it, 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 the essence of brotherly kindness literally means long suffering. It literally means persevering with you, no matter what. It means not giving up on you and you not giving up on me. That's what brotherly kindness means. And when you drill down further, you find that sympathy is the act or capacity of entering into or sharing the feelings or interests of another. Sympathy is not just, oh, you know, I kind of feel for you, that bad thing happened to you. Yeah, uh, that's kind of bad. Well, you know, you'll be honest. Just hold on to God's own things in hand. It'll be all right. Let me go on and do what I have to do now. I have my own time. That's not just kind of sympathy. It means that you actually feel in your spirit, in your heart. Sharing the feelings or interests of another. It, it's, not, it's not only lip service, but when, when uh, you are successful, I'm genuinely happy for you because it's what I want for you. That's brotherly kindness. Let me just give you a few things here. The truth about brotherly kindness. What brotherly kindness is. Let me give you three things about that. First of all, Brotherly kindness is not lip service. Brotherly kindness is uh, not just uh, even action. But brotherly kindness is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Brotherly kindness is something that should not be done out of duty. Now, let me, let me say this. Because there are things that we actually need to do 
uh, out of duty, if it's not in our hearts. You know, some people use these phrases, take it till you make it, say it till you believe it, and all of those things. And all things in our life will be need to do that. But when you, that's, that's being a kind. That's being a good person to someone else. But we're not talking about being kind and being a good person to someone else. We're talking about scriptural and biblical brotherly kindness. Are you understanding that, that God is trying to tell us this is another level? It's not just acts of kindness. It's, it's this is a heart issue. And you might say, well, you know, I really don't like that person. And my personality is really not to smile all the time and all of that. You know, I only really. I look and see how things really are. You, you might say, you might be a positive person and you're optimistic. It's not that I'm pessimistic, but I'm just a realist. So, uh, you know, I'm just not the one every day to say, oh, have a nice day. Uh, how are you doing today? That's just not me. I'm not that way. So if that's not you, you may be a person that needs to force yourself to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to be nice today. All right? Uh, you, you might need to force yourself to say, I'm going to go into work and I'm going to speak to people. I'm going to say, hi, how are you doing? That might be you, and you should do that. But even if you do that, you're not welcoming brotherly kindness because it's not in your heart. And so how do you get, well, then, Brother Mike, what, you, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to be kind. You'll never get to hear this doing that. You'll get to be kind. And you should. If you can't get to hear it, do that. Be good to people. But if you want to be godly, because you just added godliness, if you want to add brotherly kindness, you need to go into a prayer closet and say, Lord, change my heart. Give me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Change me, O God. Take out this heart of flesh and give me your spirit. Give me your love. That's what we need to do. Romans 12 says there's a deep, kindly affection for one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. I want to go back to something new. Christ's blood is thicker than God, than human blood. The Living Bible, Romans 12, 10, puts it this way. Love each other with brotherly affection and take delight in honoring one another. You see, take delight means that it's not an afterthought. It's your first thought. I want to honor others. It's my first thought. You have to get to the place where you enjoy showing brotherly kindness. It helps to bring you joy. And showing brotherly kindness to someone else, especially the brethren and sisters, because if, 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 if it doesn't absolutely bring you joy within, then you're not there yet. And it's okay, many of us are not there yet. But we have to go into our prayer closet or into your war room. And I know what you want to do is you want to pray in tongues, uh, you know, for the nations, and you want to, uh, you know, bring down strongholds, and you want to fight spiritual battles. But I want to tell you that both of these are start here. God, change my heart. Change my heart. How do we want to do the things that we want to see and that we are the same? We're praying for so many other things. We're interceding for others. We're standing in the gap. We're warring. We're memorizing scripture and using all those things. Great. And it's what we absolutely should be doing. But after we change our hearts, after we ask God to change our hearts. So now when you war and you pray, you pray with brotherly kindness. Because you truly want to see your family members saved. You truly want to see that person healed. 
not just for a testimony. We do overcome by the word of our testimony, but because it brings you joy. I'm not feeling happy unless my brothers and sisters in Christ are victorious. I'm not happy and I'm not satisfied. I've heard preachers, I've heard people say, well, you know what? Uh, I, I, I can tell you what the Bible says and uh, I just can't do this kind of a I can tell you what the Bible says and uh, if you get it, that's great. If you don't, hey, look, I'm not living your life and uh, that's up to you, you know? I mean, true, right? I can't force anything on you, nor can you on me. You can give me counsel, you can, um, you know, give me pictures, give me all those things, and if I don't do it, who is it? It's totally on me, right? But when you talk about brotherly kindness, I'm not satisfied. I'm still going to pray. Maybe I can't beat you up and make you do it, but I can certainly pray. It can certainly be a burden. Brotherly kindness is a burden. You don't have a burden for others when you don't have brotherly kindness. Are you starting to get the depth of brotherly kindness? I hope you are. First of all, we need to understand that God loves us this way. How can we ask God to change our heart? First thing we need to understand is that God loves you this way because He has set His love upon you. You can't run from His love. Understand that in your mind. Deuteronomy 7 7, the Lord did not send His love on you, nor excuse you because you were more numerous or more in number than other people, for you were the least of all people. But because the Lord loves you, He accepts His love upon you. That's what He wants you to get to, is your brothers and sisters. I don't love you just because uh, you treat me nicely, or because you honor me, or because uh, you said nice things about me, or you loaned me some money, or you let me use your car, or whatever it might be that you do for me. Uh, my love is not set upon you simply because of that. I love you because it's in my heart to love you. It's who I am. Who I am is to love you with brotherly kindness. That's what he wants to get to. For to be who we are, brotherly kindness needs to be who we are. We need to ask God to change our heart. Jeremiah 24-7, then I will give them a heart to know me, God says, that I am the Lord and they shall be my people. I will be their God and they shall return to me with their what? Oh, heart. It's a hard issue. God didn't just choose to reveal Himself or perform mighty acts so that His people would know Him. He changed your heart so that His people would know Him. He can do all of those things. He can create universes and destroy universes. He can stop time. He can do all of those things. But all those things don't necessarily prove His love to you. And all of those things don't get you to know Him. You see that when you look around in the world. He's done those things. Why, why does God allow this? Why doesn't God? God's done with this. And people still haven't known. He destroyed the world except for a few. Eight. He's done magnificent and glorious things. Don't give me this. Why does God allow war? Why does God not do this? Why don't we see a booming voice on the cross? Been there, done that. And you're still destroyed. What it is is God has to change your heart. So we walk by faith, not by sight. God's got to change our hearts. Number two, we have to understand, I just use this phrase, it's not in the dream. Brotherly kindness is not in the dream. What I mean by that is if you don't feel the dream, 
the new person is God new that breath of life in you, but it's not in our natural view for brotherly kindness. First Thessalonians 4 9, the concerning brotherly love, you have no need, Paul is saying, that he's talking to the church of Thessalonica. You have no need that I should write you, for you yourselves are being taught by God to love one another. If it was a natural thing for us to have brotherly kindness one for another, God would not have to teach us how to have brotherly kindness. In other words, don't be satisfied with a good deed. God's teaching us how to have a new heart. You remember that Jesus said in John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you would love one another. Watch now, please watch. Even as I have loved you. How does he love you? Even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. It's not good enough. Kind words, it's a good song. It's great. I want to encourage you to. I'm not trying to down you for kind words. Kind words are great. Uh, you know, all of this is acts of service. Great. But guess what? It's a good start. <laughs> and you say, well, what more can I do? Here's the thing. This is why acts don't seem good. Brotherly kind. I don't mean the book of acts. I mean acts that you do. Acts don't seem brotherly kind. Here's why I say that is because then how much is enough? How many acts? Is it like 10 acts and then I prove brotherly kindness or 24 or how many acts is it? Or does it compare to if I did three wrong acts, I had to multiply that by six and then 18 right acts cancels out. How much is enough? Well, it's never, so it's not about that. You can do 157 million good acts in your life or you can do 13 good acts in your life. But if those 13 are out of brotherly kindness and out of obedience to the Lord with a changed heart, you satisfy in your purpose. You walk in brotherly kindness. Now don't just do 13 acts because you got there. <laughs> but it's not in our genes. When I say that, I mean it's not part of our fallen nature. The reason why God has to teach us is because we can't teach ourselves brotherly kindness. You can't teach it to yourself. It's not in you. You have to go through the Word. You have to be in prayer. You have to be in your prayer closet. The Holy Spirit has to show you how to do that. Jesus walked the earth to show us how to do that. Look to Him. He knows brotherly kindness. And then third and lastly, understand that brotherly kindness has no limit. Has no limit. First Thessalonians 14, and indeed, like what he says there, Paul still talking to the church of Thessalonians. He says, and indeed, you do so towards all the brethren who are in all of Macedonia, but we urge you, brethren, that you receive more and more. Glory to glory to glory. Ever increasing, ever increasing faith, ever increasing breakthrough, ever increasing self control. If you got there to the pinnacle of self control, please let me know how you did it. Ever increasing perseverance, ever increasing knowledge, ever increasing godliness of godly nature, and ever increasing brotherly kindness. Never stop. It's not enough. We got to keep what's the life we should live. It's the life we should live. Ever. Increasing, ever increasing. It has no limit. If we're going to love one another the way Jesus loved us, we're going to have to develop patience, long suffering, forgiveness, forgetfulness, 
compassion, empathy, affection, soft-heartedness, what about leniency, gentleness, holiness, graciousness, cordiality, and to be cordial to them, able to be considered tender-hearted, benevolent one for the other, with an unconditional so you can see, uh, if you think you're there, you might advance uh, that and just suppose that with uh, all these words that mean brotherly kindness, and you'll be able to see one. I've got a little ways to go before I get there. Then, and then and always, will you be walking in your feet. If you don't get from the flesh, in other words, it's not something you just determine in your mind to be a habit. You know, a, a change of heart. Uh, this kind of change of heart is not like habit. You know, we can have eating habits. We can have, uh, you know, getting rid of habits. We can have all sorts of habits that we develop. But really, kindness is not a habit that we develop. It's a change of heart. And I hope you can see the difference. A change of heart. That was change of heart. Because when that happens, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, I'm so mad if I can sleep every day. Oh, this is too much pressure. Well, when God says you're hungry, you don't have to worry about it. You're under no pressure because it's who you are. It's just what I do. Because it's who I am. It's my heart. It's so brotherly kindness. Let me just finish with 17. It's a summary of brotherly kindness. You have room, you might want to drop these down. If not, just come and remember First of all, brotherly kindness is the kind of love that binds each other together as a family. That's a big thing. Because when you walk in this, it binds us together. You know, the scripture says the threefold cord is often used in marriage, uh, you know, marriage ceremonies, uh, wedding ceremonies. Threefold cord, threefold cord is not easily broken. This kind of brotherly kindness binds us together like that. It binds us together as a family. Uh, it doesn't kind of bond each other in an unbreakable union. It can't be broken if you have brotherly kindness. If we're able to be split apart, then we really didn't have brotherly kindness. It holds each other ever so dearly within the heart. That's compassion and sympathy. I really love you in my heart. It holds deep affection. What does that mean? That means no mistreatment. No mistreatment of each other. Even if we have to correct each other, we do it in a loving way, not to prove that I'm right and you're wrong. And it nurses and nurses each other. Because we show brotherly kindness one to another from the heart, I am being matured by you, and you are being matured by me. We're growing up together. Brotherly kindness looks after the welfare of each other, despite different things. Well, you're a Democrat, and I'm a Republican, so there you go. Well, you're black, and I'm white, so you like sweet potato pie, I like pumpkin pie, so I've got a lot of hair, you don't know me. Well, this Christ's love is greater than politics, economic, uh, color, race. It's greater than all of those things, this kind of love. 
And then finally, number seven, join hands with each, with each other in common purpose. That's what brotherly kindness does. We have a common purpose. This is but for, I told you the Greek word for brotherly kindness, the phrase really is rooted in that word Philadelphia, which is for us in, in uh, America, you know, the city of Philadelphia, which is the city of brotherly love. It's also a city in Europe, but uh, you know, talking about that brotherly love. The Greek word for this brother is adelpho, and that literally means from the same womb. That's why I said you may not like it or not, but we're from the same spiritual womb. <laughs> And we were birthed from the same Holy Spirit, washed and cleansed in the same blood, thereby given the same spiritual DNA from our family. Brotherly kindness is from the heart. From the heart. Amen.